Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Praise the Lord Jesus. That is why I'm saying I'm persuaded. Amen. That God wants you to hear this word. Many a times I pray and I repent and I say to myself, I will not tell people that pray anymore. Because it's like it has become like a norm. Where's the Holy Spirit? So pray, you no know, prayer that's all thing. But it's a false statement. It's a false statement. You see, part truth, part truth is as worse as lies. So it has to be pray and obey the word of God. As long as you are praying and obeying the word of God, then but you can only pray, nothing will happen. Without obeying the word of God. So that statement, oh, let's pray about it. It sounds good, but it's not a good statement. That's why now it looks like there's no power in prayer. That statement has to pray and obey the word of God. Because the only way with God to God is obedient. And we are coming to look at it today. Amen. Today, what I want to show you from the Bible is there are now, when it comes to obedience to God, there are three groups of people. There are those who are obeying God and those who are not obeying God. Those who are obeying God, you know that you are obeying God. Those who are not obeying God, you know that you are not what, obeying God. But there's a middle group and that is where many of us find ourselves. And that group is the most dangerous. That group is like, it is as if you are obeying God, but before God, you are not obeying Him. And many, many don't even realize it. So we are going to look at one story in the Bible to show us so that we will see the picture clearly so that you charge yourself, so that God can minister to you. Amen. Because with God, the only way is obedient. As usual, before we hit the scriptures, let's remind ourselves Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Uh, the, we have Bible at the back. It's up to you, right? Oh, I can't. Oh, you can't see your eyes. But Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans 15, verse 4. Mm-hmm. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. Mm-hmm. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So he said, everything written down in the past, in the scriptures, is to what? Teach us. No, everything. So there's nothing in the scripture that is unnecessary. Everything was written down to teach us. Okay. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. The reason why I want us to refer to this, because we are going to look at one of the things God has written down to teach us in regards to what? Obedience. Maybe two. I'm sure we'll do one. Amen. Amen. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us. So he said in the Bible, whatever happened to people in the Bible was happening to them 
as a warning and as an example to what? Us. us. So whenever me, I'm reading the scripture, I'm watching myself. What happened to Absalom could happen to me. Because mm. it has written as a warning and as an example to me, to teach me. What happened to David could happen to me if I go out and do what David did. Mm. So he said, everything has been written as a warning. Yes. As an example, all to us. As a teaching, to teach us. So the benefit of the Bible is for our what? Benefit. The reason why we look at, we read this so that when we are looking at the main body for today's scripture, you will remember that this was written for you. This is to warn you. This is to teach you. As we look at it from the perspective of what? Obedience to what? God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I find it difficult to even accept that truth that there are even Christians who seem to obey their pastor more than God. It's such an irony. Yes, I believe God. Sometimes when you listen to some Christians, all the things they say, their concern is about their pastor, but not God. Meanwhile, it has to be about God. See, your pastor can do nothing if God doesn't do it. Believe it. If a pastor should open his life, you see that he also has problems. Yeah, he can't do nothing unless God do it with him, by him. But you could see, it's like every activity in terms of connection to God, they seem to, even to please the pastor instead of God. So I'm saying this to you, you can obey your pastor and not obey God. And I've come across a lot of people, especially people who have private prophets. Do you know private prophet? You see, somebody is a person in the church, but he has a man or a woman somewhere that he or she considers his prophet, her prophet. You see that they are led and obey that person than God. Even the word of God is clearly saying that he was the person saying, they seem to take that person. Well, it's strange, but I've seen it several times. But the only way with God is what? Obedient. Before we look at some of the scriptures, I want you to look at some scriptures regarding obedience. It is throughout the Bible. Of course, if that is the only way, you must understand that it is needed throughout the Bible. Luke chapter 11, verse 28. These are certain scriptures about obedience. Amen. And this one, Jesus is the one who said it. Amen. Mm-hmm. Luke chapter 11, verse 28. Uh-huh. He replied, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Who are those who are blessed? Blessed meaning who happy. In other words, those who be blessed. The blessed people, who are they? Those who hear the word of God and obey it. I'm warning you. I've always thought, I always tell you about your Bible. Look at it. It said those who pray fast. No. Oh, sorry. I didn't mind. It said blessed are those who take your time for me. Oh, yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 those who pray. No. Oh, those who know the word of God. No. Those who hear the word of God and what? Obey it. It is those who obey the word of God. They are blessed. They will be blessed. If the blessings of God is to those who obey the word of God. The essence and the focus of, of, of preaching, hearing the word of God so that you want obey. How can you obey what you don't know? 
So blessed are they who hear the word of God and obey it. Look at Exodus chapter 19, verse 5. I'm just showing you bits and pieces. Amen. Amen. To show you that obedient is everything. Obedient to God. Note, he said the word of God. Not the word of the pastor. Not the word of any man who claims that is the word of God. Many people are speaking for God whilst it's not God. Many people. Now, recently God said to me, many people are calling his name in vain. And when he started to show me how, I became afraid. Because anything said, oh, don't worry, God will do it. Has God told you to do it? <laughs> but you are telling the person God will do it. You are using his name in vain. You see, many people, yeah. Oh, you know, with God, it's no, oh, brother, see, you God, 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 oh, with God. But he hasn't said anything to you regarding that issue. But you are telling the person that God, <laughs> it's like it has become just what? A statement and an excuse. Amen. Read it for me. Exodus 19, verse 5. We are looking at scriptures regarding obedience so that as we look at the main, the main word we have for today, you see how important it is. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, if you obey me mm -hmm. fully and keep my covenants, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine. Auntie, be careful. <laughs> is it not if you obey me partly? No. Fully. If you obey me when you can? No. If you obey me when it suits you? No. So it's if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, what will make you different from everyone is that if you obey God, God's way fully, not partly, not pick and choose. So you can't, you can't pick and choose. But that one don't make you a treasured possession. No. So look how I put it. Say, even though the whole world, everybody in the earth belongs to me, there are those who obey me fully, not the word, fully, they will be my treasured what? Possession. Anything you treasure, you don't treasure, isn't it? Isn't it? Very true. Yeah. Anything you treasure, you don't treasure, amen. Anything you treasure, even your dress, your clothes, mm -hmm. you don't play with it. But it, it doesn't come by anything except full obedience to God. Leviticus 18 verse 4 to the 5. I just want to show you for you to understand that the secret is obedient. Except one is not a Christian, but if one is a Christian and the, the person is suffering, it's because they are not fully obeying God. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Read it for me. Because it is fully obedient that will make you, you are his treasure for possession. Leviticus 18.45. You must obey my laws and be careful to follow my decrees. Mm -hmm. I am the Lord your God. Mm -hmm. Keep my decrees and laws for the person who obeys them will live by them. I am the Lord. So he said we are to what? Obey his word and keep it. But the, the key is, he said those who will obey them will live by them. them. Meaning it is obedient to the word of God that gives you life. Life in your marriage, in your finances, miracles is by obeying. Meaning you cannot 
disregard or disobey the word of God and expect the word of God to be for you. He said, those who obey shall live by it. Yes. So the Abraham blessings or the blessings of God will not happen to you if you are not obeying the word of God. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 3. Amen. If, if you understand this as a Christian and your quest and everything is to obey God, I mean God, then you will see the glory of God. If not, then you must live on the favor, the grace, and the message of God. That one is not guaranteed. It is only when you are a solid Christian is guaranteed for you. When you are not a solid Christian, it's not guaranteed. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Because I show mercy to whom I show mercy to. Yes. Please read it for me. Deuteronomy mm -hmm. mm -hmm. 6, verse 3. Uh -huh. Hear, Israel, mm -hmm. be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk. Why should they be careful to obey the word of God? So that, so that it, it may go, go well, well with them. So if you want it to go well with you, you must, you must be careful mm -hmm. to obey the word of God. For it to go well with you, it takes obedience to the word of God. Yes. Not prayer. Please, not prayer. Prayer is one of the many, many words of God we are to obey. Just that because we are to pray every day, it looks like that is the main thing, but it is one of the several. I'm a man of prayer. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me. I pray. I pray. I really pray. This morning by 2.30 a.m. I was awake praying. I finished like 5, took my bath and went to pray again. So I'm a man of prayer, but I'm saying prayer is one of the several things we need to what? Obey. Amen. So he said, if you carefully, not the word carefully, obey, then what? It will go well with you. So it takes carefulness. You can easily think you are obeying God whilst you are not obeying Him. And that is the third group. That's, that's what we will look at today. Because the third group, God, if I'm obeying the word of God, I know. If I'm not obeying the word of God, I know. But there's a third group, which is the middle group. They think or you think or we think you're obeying the word of God, but then you are not. It takes carefulness. And we look at it now. I'll show you from one thing that God put down for us. Remember everything written that is what? Teach us. So let's look at what he wants to teach us from 1 Samuel chapter 15. We are reading to the 23. Amen. To the 23. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 1 to 23. We are looking at obedience. So this will show us, will make it easy or easier for us to know whether we are obeying or we are not obeying God. Mm -hmm. I pray that by this, your eyes are open to your own self. Mm -hmm. Because see, we are doing it together, but it will be individual. Mm -hmm. We will all reap what we sow. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Please read it for me. Samuel said to Saul, First Samuel chapter 1, mm -hmm. First Samuel chapter 15, verse 1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Samuel said to Saul, mm -hmm. 
I am the one the Lord sent to anoint you king over his people Israel. So listen now to the message from the Lord. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I will punish the Amalekites for what they did to Israel. When they waylaid them as they came up from Egypt, now go, attack the Amalekites, and totally destroy all that belongs to them. Do not spare them. Put to death the men, put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, camels and donkeys. So Saul summoned the men and mustered them at Telaim. Two hundred thousand foot soldiers and ten thousand from Judah. Saul went to the city of Amalek and set an ambush in a ravine. Then he said to the Kenites, Go away and leave the Amalekites so that I do not destroy you along with them. For you showed kindness to all the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. So the Kenites moved away from the Amalekites. Then Saul attacked the Amalekites all the way from Havilah to Shur, near the eastern border of Egypt. He took Agag, king of the Amalekites, alive, and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. But Saul and the army spared Agag, and the best of the sheep and cattle, the fat calves and lambs, everything that was good. These were, they were unwilling to destroy completely, but everything that was despised and weak, they totally destroyed. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel, I regret that I have made Saul king, because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was angry, and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Early in the morning, Samuel got up and went to meet Saul, but he was told, Saul has gone to Carmel. There he has set up a monument in his own honor and has turned and gone on down to Gilgal. When Samuel reached him, Saul said, the Lord bless you. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. But Samuel said, When then is this bleating of sheep in my ears? What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Saul answered, The soldiers brought them out, brought them from the Amalekites. They spared the best sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we told you to destroy the rest. Enough, Samuel said to Saul. Let me tell you what the Lord said to me last night. Tell me, Saul replied. Samuel said, Although you were once small in your own eyes, did you not become the head of the tribes of Israel? The Lord anointed you king of over Israel. And he sent you on a mission, saying, Go and completely destroy those wicked people. The Amalekites waged war against them, until you have wiped them out. Why did you not obey the Lord? Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? But I did obey the Lord, Saul said. I went on a mission. The Lord assigned me. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agat their king. The soldiers took sheep and cattle from the plunder, the best of what was devoted to God, in order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Gilgal. But Samuel replied, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as for obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice, and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, and 
arrogance like the evil of idolatry because you have rejected the word of the Lord he has rejected you as king Amen Amen So thus you just read it uh, Let's just stick into it Amen So the Bible says the backdrop of this story is Saul you know he is a king he was a king of Israel God took him and anointed him as a king and if you read the Bible, his call was to lead Israel in battle and destroy the Amalekites. Okay. Now the Bible says a time came and God sent his king, Saul, to go and kill all the Amalekites, to go to war with them. And the God told him, God's word was, kill everyone, destroy everything. Don't take anything. And the Bible says, Saul said, let's read it, read the three. I want you to see that reference. Amen. The three. Mm -hmm. Amen. So that was his assignment. The assignment was clear. The word of God is kill everyone, destroy everything. A man, a woman, every property, gold, diamond, whatever. Read, read the three for me. Now go attack mm -hmm. the Amalekites and totally destroy all. No, they were totally what? Destroyed. And all mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that belongs to them. All that belongs to them. All means all. Mm -hmm. This is the word of God. Eh? Do not spare them. Mm -hmm. Put to death men and women, children and infants, cattle and sheep, mm -hmm. camels and donkeys. So when you read as you heard it, Saul did obey God. Yes. And he went to the battle mm -hmm. and he fought. And he killed them and he destroyed all of them. He went, but he did not what? Destroy all of them. Look at the seven to nine. The seven to nine said that he destroyed the worthless things. Mm. But the things that were not worthless, he kept it. He killed all the people that left the king alive. So he went, he obeyed God by going to the battle. He obeyed God by destroying and killing all the people and all the worthless things. But he left something, read it for me. The Savitian, I want you to see it yourself. Then Saul mm. attacked the Amalekites all the way mm. from Havilah, mm -hmm. Shur, mm -hmm. near the eastern border of Egypt. He took a gap king of the Amalekites alive, and all his people he totally destroyed with the sword. But Saul and no, he totally destroyed all his people, but he left the key. Yes. Mm -hmm. Spare mm -hmm. Agag mm -hmm. and the best of the sheep and cattle, mm -hmm. the fat cows and lambs, everything that was good. These they were unwilling to destroy completely, mm -hmm. but everything that was despised and weak, they totally destroyed. Yeah. And if you read the text, as far as Saul is concerned, he has obeyed God. Read it. The when Samuel reached him, mm -hmm. Saul said, The Lord bless you. Mm -hmm. I have carried out the Lord's instructions. Look at him. He said, I have obeyed God. I've been to the war. I've killed the people. I've destroyed them. I've destroyed the thing. We won victory. I have obeyed God. But what was Samuel's reaction? Read the 14. But Samuel said, mm -hmm. What then is this bleating of sheep in my ears? Mm -hmm. What is this lowing of cattle that I hear? Just the 40. So look, the prophet, the man of God, the king's man of God, you see, the first scripture we read in the beginning said, I was sent by God to anoint you. I was telling that I am your pastor. You must remember that I am your pastor. So now he said he has obeyed the word of God. And the pastor said, No, you haven't obeyed the word of God. 
Read the 15. You see that he was still insisting that I have obeyed the word. Read it for you, the 15. Saul answered, mm -hmm. The soldiers brought them mm -hmm. from the Amalekites. They spared the best of the sheep and cattle to sacrifice to the Lord your God. But we totally destroyed the rest. In other words, I have obeyed. In other words, this is common sense. This is wisdom. I've kept this to make sacrifice to God. So I've obeyed the word of God. But is that what God said? This is what I call the great shame. God said, destroy all of them. He said, I've destroyed like this. He said, I brought it for God, for God. The best for God. But what he doesn't know is, in other words, he's saying God is not wise. God did not know that there's a best there for him. He was deciding for God. You see, God, God, you don't know. So God wasn't wise by his food. That's what it means, so. That's what it means. Look at the 19, 18 to 19. Amen. And he sent you mm -hmm. on a mission saying, mm -hmm. Go and completely destroy those wicked people, the Amalekites. Wage war against them until you have So Samuel, his pastor, was trying to enforce the word of God, giving him understanding for him to see that no, you haven't obeyed the word you claim you've obeyed. Read to the 19. Mm -hmm. Why did you not obey the Lord? Mm -hmm. Why did you pounce on the plunder and do evil in the eyes of the Lord? Mm -hmm. So, you see, back and forth. So, this is the third time the prophet is making no know. You haven't obeyed. And look at Saul, the 20 to 21. Still, he said, I have obeyed. But I did obey the Lord. Did you hear me? Yes. I did obey the Lord. Eh? Saul said, mm -hmm. I went on the mission the Lord assigned me. He I said, I went. Mm -hmm. I completely destroyed the Amalekites and brought back Agag their king. Mm -hmm. The soldiers took sheep and cattle mm -hmm. from the plunder. Mm -hmm. The best of what was devoted the best to, God. to God. We are come to give it to God. In order to sacrifice them to the Lord your God at Dugal. Yes, in order to sacrifice them to God. He was still insisting. Now the, the pastor couldn't teach him. You see, the pastor was telling him the word of God. That's why the night said, Didn't God say to you that this? So no, but I didn't obey the word of God. Now who is right? Because <laughs> he said, I went. I killed. I destroyed. But I know I brought the best to sacrifice to God. God. Hey. <laughs> now one person can show us whether he did obey or not. Which is God? What is God verdict? God gave us his verdict in the 10. The 10 to 11. So you we'll know whether he did obey it or not. Uh -huh. Then the word of the Lord came to Samuel. So this God's verdict. Mm -hmm. I regret that I have made Saul king mm -hmm. because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. So the verdict is he did not obey God. This is God's verdict. And because he did not obey God, God said he has what? Regretted. Wow. Read the 22 for me. We are looking at what God verdict is on this issue. But Samuel replied, mm -hmm. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings mm -hmm. and sacrifices mm -hmm. as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. So he said, Listen, obedience is superior than sacrifice. You know, in the spirit or in Christianity, sacrifice is the highest. But obedience is higher than sacrifice. 
That is why Jesus came and preached only three years and sacrificed for our sake. Mm. But he even did it in what? Obedience. Amen. Amen. Look at the 23. I want to show you something. So the first thing God introduced there is that obedience is better than sacrifice. And then the second thing. For rebellion is like the sin of divination. He also ended that disobedient to God is rebellion to God. Mm. And when you are in rebellion to God, it is equal as witchcraft. Divination is witchcraft. Mm-hmm. So meaning in disobedient in the spirit, as far as God is concerned, He sees you just as He sees witches. Mm-hmm. I think He says there. Is that rebellion is what? Isn't it there? It's like the sin of divination. Which is witchcraft. Mm-hmm. Whose version use witchcraft? Uh, Your version. Uh-huh. Divination is witchcraft. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Finish the twenty. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, mm-hmm. and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. And they said, one apart from disobedience, being rebellious to God, is also stubbornness to God. He said that one before God is also considered as what well. idolatry. Look yes. what the King James said. I like the word King James used. Mm-hmm. And we we'll save it from. Uh, I have to explain what idolatry means. Mm-hmm. That was King James. NIV, read NIV. For rebellion is like the sin of divination, mm-hmm. and arrogance is like the evil of idolatry. So it is arrogance that causes people. Wow. Now, what is this teaching us? What is this teaching us? First of all, this is teaching us that partly obedience is not obedience. He said, I went, we saw that I went. I killed. But what happened? He didn't kill all. What is this teaching us? It is teaching us that disobedience, you are equal before the Father as one who is practicing which is Christ. And he's explaining that whether you like it or not, if you are Christian and you are, because listen, those who are not Christian, do you know they are called children of disobedience? They, they are not dead. But if you are Christian and you are disobedient, the Bible says it is because you are stubborn and you are arrogant. Mm. It is stubbornness and arrogance that makes one to be a Christian to be disobeying the word. Of course, the word of people to have. But this one is not dealing with worldly people. Yeah. As for them, they accepted that they will not obey God. But this one was dealing with his people. So you don't know when you are disobedient to the word of God. In this matter of fact, it is not stubbornness and it's not arrogant as the Bible says. Why will you be disobeying God? Your God, your God. When your children are disobeying you and keep and disobeying the same thing, what do you say? <coughs> yeah. The older you get, what do you say? You are proud. Yeah. And you are a child of God. But if you don't know, the Bible has told you. Mm-hmm. Many people are doing the same today. Some bring something as tight. Is that tight? No. Tight is 10%. Yes. You can bring 8%, but it's not tight. Mm-hmm. It's just like so going to the wall and killing and reserving the best. Mm-hmm. Some pay tight when they like every now and then. This week, next month, next two months. Are you obedient to it? No. Because I said a tenth of your increase yes. 
And what was caused by it? Say he has regretted. All he did was disobey him. If we will grab this and totally obey God, will be his treasured possession. And that will even become his enemy. We become his. I'm not talking about being disobeying man. I'm talking about God, your God. That's why everything now, you must make sure you see it in the way. So that it will be easier. Because if man makes it, it's difficult to obey. One sister, one sister said to me, she said to me, as for her, God says she should give her tithe to somebody, a prophet. She belonged to a church. I said, God's life cannot break his word. The Bible is clear. It says, bring the tithe into the house of God. And say, the priest will receive it. You are right, Sadam. God, then. If the prophet is of God, so the prophet is superior to God, isn't it? Sacrifice and obedience, which is better. Why would the sister do that? That is if truly she's paying her time. Mm -hmm. To gain attention and favor before that person. Mm -hmm. But you are disobedient before God. Yes. The word of God. And in many things, that's why today we are concentrating on the grace session. If you look at like prayer, sorry, they pray one week. Another week, they just live normal. They pray for a few that they live. You know, the Bible says, pray without season. The Bible says, everything by right. prayer. If you can go a week without prayer, then another time now you can go a whole month praying, then you go back to pray. Are you obeying that way? No. But if you fully obey, you see, because it doesn't have to be rituals, it must come from your heart. The only way you can do it from your heart if you understand it. That's why the Bible teaches on everything. And especially in this church, in this church, we have the grace of teaching here. Because teaching gives you understanding. Mm -hmm. So in this church, you have no excuse. Because the why, the how, the importance, all is there. It's in the Bible. So Saul so said, listen, you, you, that someone said, no, you obey God. Say, I obey God. And he will give an example, isn't it? Mm. Hey. But God's verdict. If I'm sure we we all saw that he didn't want to obey God. Because the Bible says, if obey fully, mm. obey what? Fully. Jesus said something. He said, if my word abide in you, and you abide in my word, then whatever you ask for, shall be given unto you. How? If you study it down, it shows how the word abides in you. The word abides in you when you are obeying the word. So in other words, it's saying that if you obey his word, then your prayers will be what? Answered. So anything you want from God, the first thing is, you must find out and obey God's word from it. This is one of the reasons why sometimes you see people uh, I don't like calling it, but for understanding's sake, uh, it doesn't mean they are bad churches or please, but you see people even in the Catholic or even in uh, the Baptist churches, 
They don't seem to be prayerful, everything, but everything is moving smooth because they are truly in tune with obedience to the word of God. Once the charismatic Pentecostal will like the fasting, the prayers, everything, but they will leave opposite the word of God. So we, we, we are full of strikers. If you truly obey the word of God, you will pray. If you truly obey the word of God, you will fast every now and then. Yeah. Because it's clearly in it that we should pray. It's clearly in it. It's say when we fast, meaning we are expected to. It is clearly in it. I want us to look at another example. So we saw Saul. The pastor was quoting scriptures to him. He was still content. How see many people like that, many Christians. One brother came, he was annoyed. And that one, I intentionally said it. He was against the Sabbath. I showed him two scriptures. That shows that the Sabbath day there, it has no bearing anymore. Still, they are, I even eat pork. I know they eat pork. I said, no, no. I said, no, I said, no, I can't eat it. You don't get anything God has blah, blah, blah. You see, they cannot. The word of God has said we shouldn't eat it. Now say it has served its purpose. It has shown us what he wants to show us. Now you can eat it. Are you wiser than God? Mm-hmm. You see? Are you wiser than God? God. Those people, if you see them, they are not able to smile. They are not happy. Mm-hmm. Because they think they are doing something. And those who are not doing anything are progressing. But it is obedience. Let, let's read more scriptures from obedience. Then we look at another story. Sorry, Joshua chapter 5 and 6. 5 and 6. It is simple. The moment you, you know and you understand that it is by obedience, it becomes easier for you. When I started my work, when God showed me something that I need to be by His word, I'm not talking about dreams or vision. Yes, He speaks with dreams and visions too. By His word. I just obey. Several things are I cry and I'm obeying. I cry and obey. Several times I pray, help me. And I obey. You see, when I tell one of my difficulties, you will, you will not believe it. But I, I obey it. It's natural, it's difficult for me to fast. You know, there are people who it's easier for them. Like my brother in the Lord, when I, I became committed, he could fast. He fasts three days in a week. Amen. But the word of God says you have to fast. Mm-hmm. I will struggle and fast because it is required. I have to obey it. I have to obey it. If people were fasting 21 days, 7 days, I couldn't. But I will still fast. I will fast 3 days. I forbid this is fast 7 days or 21 days. It could, it, 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 I didn't say fast all the time. But it, it couldn't be that the year I look back and it's like I haven't fasted. No. So I'm just saying this to say that everyone has difficulty. But when you understand that it is for your own good, it makes it easier. Mm-hmm. Because everything of God, there, see, everything of God, which is spiritual, also has physical benefits. So even fasting has physical benefits. Like even tithing has physical benefits. Yeah. Without tithing, your church will be nothing. Mm-hmm. It will be nothing. It won't exist. Imagine as if people have come, this place is cold. Uh, mm. uh, 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 will you like it? No. But it takes money for the heating. Yeah. 
So everything that is of God has physical value. That's why even churches without the Holy Spirit, they still prosper because they benefit from the physical value, not the spiritual sign. Because the truth, the truth, it has to manifest on earth. And the world value it is for us. Mm-hmm. There has no value. Joshua 5 verse 6. Most scriptures are obedient. Then look at that story. The Israelites had moved about in the wilderness 40 years until all the men who were of military age when they left Egypt had died. Mm-hmm. Since they had so the people who left Egypt that they were going to the promised land, none of them made it to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And Bible says they wandered around in the wilderness. They went around in circle till they died. This is a story. No, Israel today we are Israel. Yes. This is the story of many Christians. They will go around in circles till they die. They never get it. What was the reason? What was the reason there? Always remember, things does not just happen. Mm-hmm. Things does not just happen. If it just happened by chance, you are more like 99.9% to lose it. Because maintenance of a thing is difficult than getting it. Yeah, yeah. Read it, yeah. Since they had not obeyed the Lord. Why? Because they didn't obey God. So the reason why their life were in circles. And they never received the promise. Even though they are Israel, was because they did not obey God. Yeah. That, that's the thing. So if you want your life to stop in circles, yeah. the secret is to obey God. As a pastor, many a times, I'm not afraid, but I have to give thought to my ways. I have to examine myself, my heart. What am I not obeying God in? Because in my level now is different. It doesn't mean your level is not different, but you see, when, for example, you are not standing, you are not doing this, you are obeying God, but then there are other dimensions. Yeah. It could even be a simple instruction as work. Now, work. Find a circle out. Will I obey or I will not? Mm-hmm. Obey. Yeah. Yeah. Will I obey or not? Obey. So, obedience go far than yes. uh, sin. So, going to war and not killing all the people is not a sin. When some of the battles Joshua won, he didn't kill all the people. But this one, he said, because God said, do it, and he did not. Do it. Amen. Look at another scripture. First Samuel chapter. No, sorry, we've read the first Samuel. Another scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 7. Or, yeah, we go back to first Samuel. Mm-hmm. I'm just showing scriptures about obedience. Mm-hmm. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 11. Verse 11. Mm-hmm. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. It says so that make sure you enter into rest. Why? So that no one will follow the example by what disobedience. Meaning the only reason why they did not enter into rest was because of their disobedience to God. In the spirit, the rest is the place that God comes and settles you, whatever your need, your challenges. But it doesn't just happen. It takes obedience. Obedience when you are settled. What many people sometimes 
Many a times, sometimes it is one major thing that all your life is tormented. And when that thing is solved or come to, you have rest. Mm -hmm. But if God is the one, if you're expecting it from God, it takes obedience. Because they fail to enter their rest because of what? They are disobedient. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 12 for me, 14 to 15. I'm just showing you scriptures, more scriptures about this, about obedience. So that we understand and believe that obedience is everything. Obedience is the key. When you accept it, it, it Christianity becomes beautiful. And many are, many are times, people as they go in the Lord, there's one or two areas that they are not fully obedient or they are not obedient. And you have to cross that bridge. Mm -hmm. Adam, that one, that one will make us see you just as he saw what? Someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, so, so. Amen. Thank you. Read it for me. First Samuel chapter 12, 14 to 15. If you fear the Lord and serve and obey him, and do not rebel against his commands. And if both you and the king who reigns over you follow the Lord your God, good. But if you do not obey the Lord, and if you rebel against his commands, his hand will be against you. So he said, if we obey God, then good. But if we don't obey God, then God's hand will be against us. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's why I said the only way is obedient. Yeah. It is the secret. It is the secret with God. It is the secret with God. First mm -hmm. Peter chapter 2 verse 8. First Peter chapter 2 verse 8. Once you accept that you obey the word of God, you will see things change. These days it's not difficult to obey the word of God because as I always tell people, I never, by the grace of God, have problem with obeying the word of God. Because I'm not playing games. Because I know God is real. If I have problem with obeying any word of God, my problem is not obeying the word of God. My problem is, do I really understand the word? And this day, it is easier to gain understanding of every subject. Yeah. That I said, especially we in this church, we don't have an excuse because the grace of teaching is in the church. There are churches that there's no teaching, so the people don't understand why. When you don't understand why, it's difficult. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Read it for the first chapter, chapter 2, verse 8. And a stone that causes people to stumble, mm -hmm. and a rock that makes them fall. Mm -hmm. They stumble because they disobey the message which is also what they were destined for. Why will Christians stumble? Why will Christians fall in certain challenge, difficulty and wonder? Mm. It is because they disobey yes. the message. Because the word of God, you see, when you obey the word of God, it leads you, it directs you. Mm. Away from troubles to peace. So they said they stumble because they disobey. So if you're a Christian or a Christian, always challenge over challenge because they are in disobedience to the word of God. That's why I say the only way is obedience. It is obedience. Not to the word of God, not what you think. Because many people think and they speak what they think as if that is the word of God or that is God's way. No, no, no. 
Many pastors preach what? They preach their own understanding of their own life as the word of God. That is not the word of God. I mean, don't get me wrong. I sometimes, I'm talking about pastors, true pastors. Sometimes I hear them preaching. They're in my mind. Many of the statements they are saying, my mind will be correcting it mm. by the scriptures. Then I ask myself, how possible is this? Because they've laid down the word. They've just read First Corinthians chapter 2 and they are speaking over 30 minutes. You will drift from it. You will drift from it. You begin to speak your own experience as the word of God. You can follow someone's experience can teach you. But if it's not the word of God, God will not back it. it all this time says it is only the word of God. And the more you go in God, the more it is important. Because if God speaks to you, and if you must obey it, yeah. Amen. So they stand because what? They disobey the word of God, the message. And say they, which is also what they were all destined for. It's twofold. You are destined for what the Bible says. So if you are for it, that thing will happen. If you are against it, it will fall. It will trip you. So Saul said, I have obeyed. Someone said, you have to obey. Say, look, I have obeyed. He said, he showed him. Yes. That's the thing about the word of God. It must be shown. The word says this. It must be shown. Show me. Many people now Christians believe the word of God that they haven't been shown. That they themselves they can't show. Jesus does a campaign. Many people when they come, they say that God said the Bible says, yeah. I just give them the you witness me. Yes. I said, show me. And they can't show me. And the confidence, yes. the, the, the dress, how they will say it, you will believe it. Yeah. You will believe it. I said, show me. If I didn't know. I will believe them. Yes. Many of them show me, they can't show me. Some are even confident, they will open a scripture. When we read it, it's totally opposite what they claim it is them. That's how deadly it is yeah. now. Yeah. You see, the word of God is not difficult to obey. It is not difficult to It is when people add to it, then it becomes difficult. But if you take the pure word of God, it is not Difficult. Let's read it. I didn't intend that we read it, but let's read it. It's not difficult to what? Obey, believe me. <laughs> believe me, every Christian who is obeying the word of God is also what? A human being. No, he's a human being. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's look at this first. Amen. Then we we'll read that scripture. Amen. I want to show you another thing. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 35, verse 1 to 19. This was also written down to teach you. Jeremiah chapter 35, 1 to 19. Then I'll explain it. Hallelujah. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord during the reign of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah. Go to the Rechabite family and invite them to come to one of the side rooms of the house of the Lord and give them wine to drink. So I went to get Jezaniah, son of Jeremiah, the son of Habizanel, and his sons and his brothers and all his sons, the whole family of the Rechabites. I brought them into the house of the Lord, into the room 
of the sons of Hanan, son of Edelia, the man of God. It was next to the room of the officials, which was over that of Messiah, son of Shalom, the doorkeeper. Then I set bowls full of wine and some cups before the Rechabites and said to them, drink some wine. But they replied, we do not drink wine because our forefather, Jehonadab, son of Rechab, gave us his command. Neither you nor your descendants must ever drink wine. Also, you must never build houses, sow seed or plant vineyards. You must never have any of these things, but must always live in tents. Then you will live a long time in the land where you are nomads. We have obeyed everything. Our forefather, Jehonadab, son of Rechab, commanded us. Neither we nor our wives nor our sons and daughters have ever drunk wine or built houses to live in or have vineyards, fields or crops. Please to the 19. We have lived in tents and have fully obeyed everything our forefather Jehoiada commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, invaded this land, we said, Come, we must go to Jerusalem to escape the Babylonian and Aramean armies. So we have remained in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, This is what the Lord Almighty of God of Israel says. Go and tell the people of Judah and those living in Jerusalem, Will you not learn unless I obey my words? declares the Lord. Jehonadab, son of Rechab, ordered his descendants not to drink wine, and his command has been kept. To this day they do not drink wine because they obey their forefathers' command. But I have spoken to you again and again, yet you have not obeyed me. Again and again I sent all my servants, the prophets, to you. They said, each of you must turn your wicked ways and reform your actions and do not follow other gods to serve them. Then you will live in the land that I, the land I have given to you and your ancestors, but you have not paid attention or listened to me. The descendants of Jehoiada, son of Rechab, have carried out the command their forefather gave them, but these people have not obeyed me. Therefore, this is what the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel says, listen, I am going to bring on Judah and on everyone living in Jerusalem, every disaster I pronounced against them. I spoke to them, but they did not listen. I called to them, but they did not answer. Then Jeremiah said to the, to the family of the Rechabites, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, you have obeyed the command of your forefather, Jehonadab, and have followed all his instructions and have done everything he ordered. Therefore, this is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel says, Jehonadab, son of Rechab, will never fail to have descendants to serve me. Amen. Amen. When I read this, I felt sorry for God. Not for anything. Because this, 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 thought, this one, God was teaching us how his people disgrace him. Because when you when you read it, when you read it right now, he said, this, okay, let me give you the backdrop. Rechabite, they were not Israelites. They, they are Rechabite, they, they are not part of the nation of Israel. Now, Israel has 12 tribes. 
Living of the tribes does not qualify to come into the house of the Lord, except only one tribe, called the Levites. So the temple, the house of the Lord, was for only what? The Levites. So even the, many of the people of Israel did not what? Qualify to come in. But God said a foreigner, not even Israel, who forever have a man, a foreigner was brought into the house. Why? Not like the way it will be, because the foreigners have the attitude, the Rechabite, have the attitude of obedience to the extent that their father went and spoke to them. And their father is dead. They were still obeying the word. The father said, never build a house. Never drink wine. And the father is dead long ago. And they were still obeying their father to the extent that when God's prophet brought them into the house of God and served them wine, they said, we will not what? Drink it. In obedience to their dead father. And God was saying, how much more, you, my people? I am God. How much more? So it was a slap in the face. Yeah. It's disgrace to God. And he said, but you disobey my word. So God is saying and is teaching us by this, that there are people who even are obedient, out of the children of disobedience, who are obedient to us, yes. the children of obedience. Yes. Yeah. You see, I'm a man of God. Eh? Sometimes, I don't want any favor, any, any, please don't misunderstand me. I don't want any favor, any, I like anything, but there's something I've noticed. Sometimes you go to a place, or you go to a place, and the place is Christians, and they say, oh, this is the pastor. Oh, and the whole attitude is like, and so what? <laughs> and so what? And you go to a place, unbelievers, they say, this is a pastor, they say, pastor sitting, the other day, the pastor said, stop that music. Yeah. And you say, ah, even the unbelievers acknowledge the presence of the pastor and the Christians who are supposed to acknowledge. They, they say, it makes a difference. But you say, if you receive me, if you receive them, it is me you have received. If you receive them in the name of the pastor, you shall receive a pastor's reward. I've sat in one guy's car. When I sat in his car, uh, I sat in his car. You know, he, he, you know those people, they say they are Christian, but they are not really, you know, and they are going to church and doing things, you know. Mm -hmm. I sat in his car, and then I, I sat at the back. His friend was sitting in front. And when I sat, no, I don't know, but when I sat in the music was not what I could hear. So when I sat, you know, the friend just turned there. And was rap music, bang, bang, bang. And he had his face, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, see? And I've sat in Christians and cars and no regard to you. But he was one time talking, he went to a crusade. He went to, they invited him, Colombia. He went to a crusade. And they sent a Buddhist to come and pick him from the airport. Can you believe it? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? You see, so the God was showing us this. Sometimes we behave. You see? So it's like they had the attitude of obedience. And God was pleased to them. And he said, said, because of your disobedience, all the calamity has spoken what come upon you. No, this were Israel. Today we are Israel. It's yes. So it is only disobedience that brings calamity. Yes. 
Newcastle. It is disobedient. The Rechabites, because of their obedience attitude, God wanted them, God said that they will never fail to have a man in his presence. Why? Because of their obedience. Because if they can obey a dead man, how much more God? How much more God? How much more God? So this that's why I say, ah, I feel sorry for God. It's true. It's just like a, a woman. Uh, okay, let me use a woman. That one, we understand it. A woman who, in the things of the family, in the things of the household, will obey another man at the expense of his husband. Do you see how the husband will feel? Man, can you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. How do you feel? You feel humiliated. It's the same way I feel for God. The same way. And God knew. That's why I said the prophet said, you go and bring them and serve them. But God knew what would happen. And when he said that, they said, no, we don't drink it. Because our father, who is dead. And now today you see us struggling with the word of God. The one, I mean the one that is very clear. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the ones that is very clear. Hey, you are struggling with prayer. People pray five times a day. Five times a day. For another God. And you, your God. People close their shop. In this country, every job of they close their shop. When I was in the church, I've been to shop that they close it. They, they put a prayer. And go and pray and come back. Yeah. And you don't you think God will be watching us just like they wake up and you say, look at my people. My people. My people. A, 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 a friend called me, I won't lie, before called a man. See, he called me out of the room. He called me. He said, well, he's in Ghana for you to understand the subject. He said, he wants me to. Okay, this friend now, he used to be my worker. And when he was my worker, he was very troublesome. He was very, he used, I used to have a pool bar. So this guy was very good at pool. So he used to take up the pool bar and people come because of him. Because people come to come like beds because of him. He was very good. And then at the same time, very troublesome to me. But because he was good, God, the customers come because of him. So it's like you have to keep him, you see. So I, we didn't get along, but business <laughs> as usual. So, but that was then. I want you to understand the story. But now he's a friend, because he's no more my work and everything. So he called me out of the room for me. I said, he, he's opening an ivory shop. He wants me, want, uh, want me to send him some chairs. Like he want, he will send the money, I'll buy the barbary chairs here, the children want like a car, and send it to him. And I said, no problem. Then after we, we, we spoke everything, because he sent me the WhatsApp, the chairs he wants, blah, blah, blah. We spoke everything and he asked me, uh, are you doing anything in Ghana? I said, no. <laughs> and he said, listen, listen to his words. He said, listen, anything you want to do in Ghana, tell me, I'll do it for you. Even if you don't send money, I'll do it whenever you come or whenever you have money, you give it to me. And in my mind, I'm thinking, wow, that's strange. You know? <laughs> then, then he said, listen, he said, my business partner, listen, this is what he said. He said, my business partner is Lebanese from Lebanon. And he has taught me that in Lebanon, they don't play with their imams, their malams, 
Il y a Mother's Life, il y a C'est des honneurs tels. Il s'est amassé aussi honneur men of God. Et parce que tu es un homme de Dieu. C'est ce qu'il m'a dit. Oui. Mais c'est vrai. So God watches all these things. I'm not saying go away anything, but I'm just saying sometimes the spirit when you compare us to others, just like the Rechabite, we are falling. But we rather have to be at the top in connection towards obedience. When you call me, I don't need anything. I don't have anything. I belong to the people. I'm happy everything. But it was, I knew but it was. So his whole attitude has changed because somebody has told him his business partner. He wouldn't do what the pastor told him. No. The Bible should be. But when the business partner told him. He made him know that, and it's true. They are religious, even when they get to know that you're a pastor. See, recently I went to a course, and when I went there, let me say the truth, please don't judge me. You promise you wouldn't judge me. Promise. Do you promise? I promise. If you all don't promise. <laughs> <laughs> so at the course we were 14 people seated down and they begin what what like introduction and blah blah blah. So in my mind uh, I'll say everything but I won't say that I'm a pastor in my mind. So I just sat down. In my mind that I won't say I'm a pastor. So then one man stood up and he introduced himself that he's a pastor. <laughs> <laughs> So when the man introduced himself, then now, now, now I'm double-minded. Should I also introduce myself or should it? So when he gets to my mouth, uh, ten, the moment I opened my mouth, the first that came up was, so I'm a pastor. So I said, but then the woman in charge of the course is a Buddhist. Is a Buddhist. And since the introduction, I realized he was treating the two of us different with respect. And even in the middle of the course, she did say it. Listen, say this are men of God, not a Buddhist, but a man of God must be respected. Yeah, that's what the Buddhist said. That's what the Buddhist said. That's what the Buddhist said. But that shows me how they treat their words. The servant of their gods. Yeah. So they recovered. And God's people, they say, Let's read more scriptures about obedience. Matthew 28 verse 20. Matthew 28 verse 20. I'm not saying treat men of God different, but if you love God, you love things of God. If you respect God, you respect things of God. All this because you meet many men of God anyway, apart from those in your church, which you know that. But I'm just relating it to the recovery. And other, that's why I gave prayer and other things. You see that when it comes to obedience, you'll be surprised. You are far. But obedience is the secret. A word at a time. The moment you read the word that you are not being, decide to obey it. When you are feeling sure, say, God help me. God help me. Holy Spirit help me. Obey that word. But then you realize you are obeying the word. Because as you grow in the Lord, now you enter into the rhema. The rhema is not the written word of God, but the spoken word of God. Will you be able to obey it if you cannot obey this? Yeah. We all face hard things. Yeah, we all face 
I don't know whether I should say this or not. Say it, please. It depends. I don't know what, how God will take it. Matthew 28, verse 20. Amen. And teaching them mm -hmm. to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Why are we reading this? This is what we call the Great Commission. When God sent us to go and make disciples. The essence of to make disciples is to teach them to what? Obey. Obey what? Everything, everything. Isn't it? Is there? Yes. Teach. In matter of fact, go back. <laughs> so that we understand. Read. Start reading from the 19. Mm -hmm. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything. So the essence of soul winning is to teach them, to teach the souls of the church, to obey, obey everything that God has commanded us, His word. Teaching them to obey everything. Everything means everything. That's why when you go, when people say, ask for we believe in this, we believe that, I say, you are lying, you are false. The word of God is one. It's not divided. Everything. Look at the same, look at uh, Psalm 9, 119 verse 4. So the essence of Christianity, church, of a saved person, is to obey. Is to teach them the word of God so they cannot obey you see, that's why I say, I am persuaded that God loves you. Because I can come to bless you, bless you. But you might not be blessed. Because the obedience is the key. Yeah. I can come and say, it shall be well, it shall be well. But I will not be well. Yeah. Because if you read the scripture, say, they went around in the desert. They never made it. Because of what? Their disobedience. Yeah. How will you know? Or how will you obey if you don't know? Look at Psalm 19 verse 4. You have laid down precepts mm -hmm. that are to be fully obeyed. The precepts are for the word of God. So you say God has laid down his precepts, principles, word, that are to what? Fully. Obey. Not the word, fully. Mm -hmm. If you don't obey the word fully, you are just like Saul. We saw it, Lord read it, isn't it? Yes. He did obey, but God said he didn't obey. Why? Because he didn't obey it what? Fully. He went to the war. He fought the war. He killed some, but he left some. While the word of God said, kill all. He's done the difficult part. He's taking the risk already. Why not finish it? So everything was what? Cost 90. Matter of fact, you know that was the end of his kingship. Because the next, the next chapter, Bible says, God sent someone to go anoint him as king. And the woman David was anointed as king. The Holy Spirit left him. That was the end of him. That was it. That was it. It sounds harsh, but it was written down for me and you. Because that is the reality. None of you, none of you be happy with a disobedient child. And we want God to be happy. <laughs> Look at Deuteronomy 30 verse. 11. This is the scripture I wanted us to read earlier to show us that the word of God, it is not difficult to obey. It is not. It is not. If I am obeying it, you can obey it. Yes. Not because I'm anything, it's because I'm ordinary and we are all ordinary. It is not difficult. It is not difficult. 
It is not, I'm telling you, believe me, it is not difficult. It's just a step at a time. Mm-hmm. But that step at a time, you don't decide. The moment you get the revelation that you are to be doing this and you are not doing it, you must start it. The moment you get the revelation you are not to be doing this, yet you are doing it, you must start it. Amen. Amen. Please read it for me. Deuteronomy 30, mm-hmm. verse 11. Mm-hmm. Now what I am commanding you today mm-hmm. is not too difficult for you or beyond your reach. So the word of God is not difficult for you or beyond what? Your, your reach. God is not an unreasonable person that will ask us to do something that is difficult or beyond what? Our reach. reach. It is not true. So he said, the word that command me, the command of God, which is the word of God. Say it's not difficult for you or beyond what? Our reach. It's not. Are you telling me that coming to church every Sunday is difficult? No, no, are you saying it's difficult? Then how come you are able to go to work five days a week? That one is not difficult, but the Sunday is difficult. No, no, is it difficult? That one in your work, is it difficult? Yeah, everyone when I come all this thing, I bring it in with the girls. It's not difficult. It's not difficult. Because I've worked for Tesco back door. That me alone of load all the cages mm. from the truck. I was doing it five days in a week. Even sometimes over time. So how can this be difficult? How can this 15 minutes of bringing these items and 30 minutes of fixing it be difficult? I've been a, a pack flat packer before. When people buy things from IKEA and things, I fix it, me alone. It wasn't difficult. How can this be difficult? So, so the word of God is not difficult to obey. It is not. It is not. You must believe it. It is only stubbornness, or as the Bible says, pride. Yes. Or sometimes lack of understanding and ignorance. That is not difficult. Or people think they are playing game with God. Please read another scripture, John chapter 14, 23 to 24. John chapter 14, 23 to 24. And if you can do it, I know what I'm saying. I know what I'm saying. It's not difficult. It is not difficult. If you are willing, because his heart is that you obey him. If you are willing, he will help you. But believe me, it is the easiest way. John chapter 14, 23 to 24. It is the easiest way. Obedient to God is the easiest way. It is the easiest. Yeah, please read it for me. Jesus replied, Mm -hmm. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Mm -hmm. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. So from this scripture, it's clear, it doesn't mean interpretation. What shows that you love God? Obey. What shows that you don't love God? Disobedience. So you don't need to say I love God. Even though you must say, I say it in pray- uh, prayers. Yeah. As I say, Jesus, I love you. This morning, I think I saw myself dancing with him. I think so. <laughs> Amen. Amen. But as for talk, talk is what? Cheap. Yeah. But if you love him, it will be shown by your obedience mm. to him. John 8 31. You will see that everything is connected to obedience. I'm not teaching from that angle. 
Other than that, to show you everything connected to obedience to the word of God. But these are just a few scriptures. John 8, 31. To the Jews who had believed him, mm -hmm. Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching. No, now we are Jews. The Bible says a Jew is not the flesh but form, the spirit. So we are the Jews there. A Christian is not the Jew. Yeah. If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Who are those who are really God's disciples? Those who hold to his teaching. Holding on means what? Obeying. Obeying. Trust me, it is easier to obey. You will enter the rest. It is mysterious. When you think of obey, obey and think you lose, you ever realize you don't lose anything. I'm telling you the truth. And it, it, it means obedience. It doesn't mean like, I have obeyed. No, no, no. So if it's like, I have obeyed, so where that is that mean you will not obey again, no. That's why he's not in a rush. We must just obey. You must be known as an obedient person before the Lord. Before the Lord. And everything will work forward. My last scripture, or last part one, I want to show you that even Jesus himself, he had to what? Obey. Yes. Luke chapter 17. Or Philippians rather. Philippians 2 verse 8. He himself had no choice than to obey. Then we read the last scripture. Philippians chapter 2 verse 8. Mm -hmm. And being found in appearance as a man, mm -hmm. he humbled himself mm -hmm. by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. How did Jesus humble himself? By becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Mm -hmm. Do we remember? Jesus said, he said, he said, no one take care of my life. I lay it down myself. Yes. So Jesus would have said, I'm not dying. Mm -hmm. Or I'm not dying on the cross. Or God, I am only 33. Wait till I get 50. But when the Lord required him to die and die a terrible death on the cross, he obeyed. Remember the night before he was praying and he's the one said, God, if it's possible, let me not die this death. So not like it was easy. But he obeyed. Yes. Even him. Because that is the only way. That is the only way. When he was alive, there was no recording of any church. But when you obeyed God and he died, in the physical, it looks like that is the end of Christianity. But today, can't you see it's everywhere? Mm. Yeah, God knows what he's about. So listen, even Jesus had to obey. Last scripture. Luke chapter 17, verse 7 to 10. When it comes to obedience, this is the attitude you must take. Other than that, the fruit of obedience, you might not what? get it. Other than that, you might not get the fruit of what? Obedience. Because, you see, to be found that you are, to, you must be found to be in obedience. And to be in obedience or to be known as an obedient person means that is how you are. You are not changing. There's a, because many people tend to obey for a few weeks or months, hoping that because they obey a month or a year, something must happen. It might not happen because they are doing business. God has not what He seeks obedient people. 
whether it's good for you, your own is to what? Obey. So if you cultivate that habit, you might fail. You must obey to a point and leave it. Then you miss it. Because remember, he tests everything. And I know some parents sometimes, you may intentionally press the button to test your children's obedience. Yeah. And sometimes they fail. So because of that, you must cultivate this habit. Luke chapter 17, 7 to 10. Suppose, and this is the words of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Suppose one of you has a servant crying mm-hmm. or looking after the sheep. Mm-hmm. Will he say to the servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit down to eat? Won't he rather say, prepare my supper, get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink. After that, you may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, so we also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. This is the attitude you must take. He said, when you have done everything, we also, when we've done everything we are told to do, you must say, we've done our our duty. We are unworthy servants. It means, it couldn't be like, I've been praying so God. I've been paying tithes so God. I've been attending church so God. You just have obeyed your command. That's all. On where the servant. Because we are the servant of God. Because other than that, you miss it. Yeah. Because despite your obedience, grace has to cover you. Mercy has to set in. Yeah. So I don't have anything I pray. I don't have anything. I'm supposed to pray to a die. I don't have anything like, like I've read the Bible. I know. I'm supposed to read the Bible. You see, like some of the quotations said, uh, I, I can remember this quotation and everything that was written down. I've repeated it here several times. Command is to teach the word. It doesn't matter whether you read or not. I will read the scripture. You're not like, oh, have you read it? No, no, no. But I don't even know when there's a new person who does not be that way. So he said, I didn't say, he said, we also, that, that's the attitude you must have. The reason why you must have that attitude, other than you miss it. I can easily say, oh, but avenger, uh, evangelists are, uh, hey, I might miss it. My own is to evangelize. So just obey it. Whether something happened or nothing will happen. If I have a concern, the concern should be, am I doing it right or wrong, or am I missing something? But not like God, eh? I've been going for two years now, and eh? hey, that one you have failed. I didn't say. So this is the attitude we must have about obedience. You must understand it is for your own good. It is for your own good. And as you obey God, not only will you be blessed, but then you realize the peace surrounds you. You enter into your rest. Because that is the only reason why they, as Christians, did not enter into us. They are rest. It is obedient. It's not impossible to obey. It might be difficult, depending on you. Because some of us, we corrupted the flesh so much. It's difficult. But no matter how difficult it is, you must make up your mind that you obey that way. Ask him to help you. Be realistic. What are the situations, circumstances, challenges why you are not able to obey? 
confess it with him. Begin to take steps of obedience to it. Don't make excuses. What does Saul make? Excuse. Yes. The prophet says, you have to obey. Make excuses. Mm. You have to obey three times. Mm -hmm. Excuses. You have heard the word of God today. You know what this word means to you? You understand this word? I just want you to lift up your voice and pray right. We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.